church history. St. Basil the Great, who said, through the Holy Spirit comes our restoration to paradise, our ascension into the kingdom of heaven, and our return to the adoption of sons. I'm going to say that again. He said, through the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit comes our restoration to paradise, our ascension into the kingdom of heaven, and our return to the adoption of sons. So it is through the power of the Holy Spirit that we are able to come into a greater dimension, a greater understanding, a greater reality of who God is. It is through the power of the Holy Spirit that we come into a greater dimension and a greater reality of who God is. Why is this important? This is extremely important because we're living in a society, we're living in a world today that is uh, tremendously technologically savvy. Uh, we have no issues when it comes to technology, but we are very spiritually insensitive. We're tech savvy, but we're spiritually insensitive. Uh, some could even say that we're living in a world and a society today that would and could be considered high tech, but low touch. High tech, but low touch. And so I want to take some time to really come into a greater understanding of what it means uh, when we talk about uh, coming into a greater relationship and walk with God. Through the Holy Spirit comes our restoration into paradise, our ascension into the kingdom, and our return to the adoption of sons. In other words, we are exposed to a threefold process. First of all, we engage, uh, we engage, we come out of the slavery of sin. So we move out of the slavery of sin and we move from the slavery of sin into discipleship and ultimately into sonship. Now, this is not speaking in terms of gender, male or female. This is speaking uh, in terms of us coming into a greater reality and a greater walk with God. Amen. A greater reality and a greater walk with God. Now, uh, I want us to understand a few things, and I, I want to really make sure that I take some time with this, and I want you to understand it as well. When we talk about, in the school of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, uh, we're dealing with several things. First of all, we're talking about the person, the power, and the personality of the Spirit. So let's break that down. The person the power and the personality of the spirit. Before I, I go into several scriptures, I want to just lay this groundwork first, and then we will dig in through some scriptures that I believe will really strengthen us. Is everyone following me? I want to make sure I take my time with this uh, as we move along. So the Holy Spirit is the one who operates in the church as a definite personality. The Holy Spirit is the one who operates in the church as a definite personality, a person given as a gift to the church to ensure that the ministry of the resurrected Christ. Now, I want to stop here for a moment because we just celebrated the resurrection over the weekend. So it is the Holy Spirit that is given to us as a gift to the church 
to ensure that the ministry of the resurrected Christ is expressed and verified. So how does this work? Let's look at it and see. First of all, first of all, the Holy Spirit has the characteristics of a person. Okay. First, he is a person. And because he is a person, Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a person. Because he is a person, he possesses the attributes of mind. He possesses the attributes of mind. Let's look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 27. My Alice, this is our first scripture. Romans chapter 8 and verse 27. Uh, if you hear my daughter for just a moment, she's greeting you all in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Uh, amen. God bless you so, so. Romans chapter 8 and verse 27. Let's go to the word of God. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes on behalf of the saints according to the will of of God. The net Bible says according to God's will. So the first thing we have to understand is that the Holy Spirit has characteristics of a person. He is a person and possesses the attributes of mind. He possesses the attributes of mind. He also possesses the attributes of will, of will of will. I want to look at that. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 11. Let's look at it. And it says, all these are the work of one and the same spirit. He distributes them to each one just as he determines. I'm actually going to go back to this verse before we end our study tonight, because there are some critical keys in this verse that I believe will undergird and strengthen us. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 11. And again, uh, uh, we are, I've been finding a way, Deacon Ivo, uh, Matthew, we found a way for us. Bless you, my brother. We have found a way for you to have some of the notes from our teaching on these nights and you can access it and you can find them in the replay as well on our Facebook and YouTube campuses. Amen. So first Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 11 responds, teaches us about the will of the spirit. Uh, Romans chapter eight and verse 27 teaches us about the mind of the spirit. Now I want to look at the feelings, feelings, feelings. So the Holy Spirit possesses a mind, a will, and feelings. So uh, for feelings, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 30. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 30. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 30. I want to look at something here. All right. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30. And the Bible reads, and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Ephesians 4 and 30. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. 
Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Now, that's out of the New Living Translation. I want to read that same scripture out of the New Revised. Okay, so let's let's stay put. Ephesians chapter four and verse 30. Ephesians chapter four, verse 30 tells us this. And do not grieve. This is what I, I really like the way it says here. And do not grieve, New Revised Standard. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, which you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Do not grieve the Spirit of God. So the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost has a mind. He has a mind. He has a will. And he has feelings. He can be grieved. That's why we have to be so sensitive the way we do things to pay attention to how the Spirit of God is leading and guiding and instructing us to make sure that we are doing that which is pleasing unto God. Not just something that might look good, that might feel good, that might sound good, but is my life, is what I'm doing pleasing unto the Lord? Today, we make a big deal about having an audience with people. We want to make sure that we also have an audience of one with God. And so the focus of my ministry and the focus of the work that God has given us uh, is to return a people back to the Lord, falling in love with God again, understanding the importance of walking with the spirit of God. Now, I want to I want to show us something here. Second thing we understand is that the Holy Spirit is powerful and he engages in some things. There are quite a few scriptures here for the sake of our time. I'm not going to turn to all of these, uh, but uh, there are some activities that the Spirit of God does. He reveals. Okay, he reveals according to second Peter chapter one, verse twenty one. He reveals. Uh, Also, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Uh, We see that in John 14 and verse 26. He is our teacher. Matter of fact, that's one of my favorite texts. Let's go there real quick. John's Gospel, chapter 14. I'm trying to make sure I keep my time. John's Gospel, chapter 14. And uh, those of you who are uh, with us live or will catch the replay, John's Gospel, chapter 14. Verse, boom, 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 26. Here we go. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything. And he will remind you of all that I have said unto you. Okay, he will show you things to come. So the Holy Spirit uh, reveals. The Holy Spirit reveals. The Holy Spirit does not just reveal. The Holy Spirit teaches us. Okay. The Holy Spirit serves as our witness, according to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 15. The Holy Spirit also makes intercession for us. He intercedes for us. And we see that in Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. That's why when we pray, even when we get beyond words, when we groan before the Lord, the Spirit of God makes intercession for us. We are able to pray prayers that are intercessory, uh, the verb form, but the Holy Spirit is our actual intercessor now. Okay, because he uh, intercedes for us in prayer. The Holy Spirit will speak to us. 
And I want to submit to you even now that the Spirit of God will speak to you. And we shared even this past Sunday a very powerful word. And I would encourage you to go back and re-listen and get that word in your spirit in plain sight. Uh, there were some things that we were sharing about. And I really believe that we're living in a season now where the Spirit of God is going to speak to us. And it's going to happen in plain sight. Uh, it's not going to necessarily be through lightning and thunder and all of that. But it will be a still small voice in which the Spirit of God will minister to you and to us. Amen. Praise God. So the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit reveals, he teaches, he witnesses, he intercedes, he speaks, he also commands. The Holy Spirit reveals, Holy Spirit teaches, the Holy Spirit witnesses, the Holy Spirit intercedes, the Holy Spirit speaks, Holy Spirit commands, and the Holy Spirit testifies. This is seven things. Revealing, teaching, witnessing, interceding, speaking, commanding, and testifying. And we find that reference to testifying in John chapter 15, verse 26. I want to pull that one up for you. John's Gospel chapter 15, verse 26. I'm just really laying a foundation with these. Uh, and then I'm going to really get to, this is all just introduction. I'm really going to get to the heart of what I sense the Lord leading me to talk about tonight. But I will send you again the advocate and he will testify all about me because you have been with me from the beginning. So let's let's bring this to an uh, let's take this to another level tonight. Let's take this to another level tonight. Tonight, I want to talk about the I want to talk about another dimension of walking with God. Okay. And I want us to understand how the gifts of the spirit work. And this is just an introductory level. I'll touch a little bit more on it next week. And then we're going to move into a new segment. And I will share about that uh, next week because we're making some major moves in May. In May, we're going to be doing some reshaping and reshifting uh, the teaching ministry and how we do it. Amen. On Tuesdays. So let's go to first Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to look at verses eight, through 11, 8, 9, 10, and 11. First Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to look at verses 8, 9, 10, and 11. When you have it, please say amen. <laughs> amen. We can still do that. Amen. Okay, so let's look at it. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So let's look at it. First Corinthians uh, chapter 12, and verse number 8 through 11. Here begins the reading of God's holy and eternal word. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another discerning between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. That is out of the NIV translation. I want to also look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 through 11. I want to look at this through the New Revised Standard Version. To one is given through the spirit, the utterance of wisdom, the utterance of knowledge, according to the same spirit, uh, the 
faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing, another working of miracles, prophecy, discernment of spirits, various kinds of tongues. All of these are activated by one and the same spirit who allots to each one individually, just as the spirit chooses. So first thing, what normally ends up happening is traditionally we have a bad habit of looking at verses 8, 9, and 10 without really paying attention to verse number 11. And so what, what ends up happening a lot of times is people spend time looking at what gifts they don't have uh, or sometimes are frustrated by what they think they should have with missing the point of what God was really trying to say. What God was really saying is, is that we are spiritual craftsmen and we become spiritual craftsmen according to the gifts that the Spirit of God has given us. So spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. That's how the New Living Translation puts verse number seven. Okay, so the spirit of God is given for us to help one another. And this is important. He comes so that we can help one another. It's about the body. So tonight I want to go a step deeper and I want you to just join with me as we look at the speaking, the knowing and the doing ministries of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I see that you mighty quiet. That means you're taking it in and listening. Amen. So let's let's go a step further with this. So in First Corinthians chapter 12, we're introduced to several things. Verses 8, 9, and 10 ground us in understanding the gifts of the Spirit in operation within the church. The gifts of the Spirit in operation within the church. Now, I'm only doing this at a very uh, broad broad strokes tonight because it's much more layered than this, but I just want to lay a foundation of this. First thing we need to know, <clears throat> through the speaking ministry of the vocal gifts. So there are three sets of gifts we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 through 10. Okay, so let's let's group them. The first set we see are the uh, these are the speaking gifts and these are the speaking, the speaking ministry of the vocal gifts. So we see the vocal gifts. Uh, we see uh, gifts that help us to know or what we would know is as revelation or illumination. And then we see what we know as the power gifts. So the vocal gifts, these are the speaking gifts. OK, then we see the sensing gifts. All right. And then we have uh, the power gifts. So through the speaking ministry of the vocal gifts, that speaks to prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Prophecy. How does the will, how does what we experience past, present or future fit into the overall plan of God? A lot of times when it comes to the gifts of the spirit, and I shared this earlier with a uh, man of God, and I want to say this again. A lot of times we see two responses to these things. We either see some people 
receive spiritual gifts or acknowledge the spiritual gifts are an actual thing. And then we see some people who reject the reality of spiritual gifts, sometimes because they've been heard or something has happened or someone might have given them a word and it didn't come to pass, so on and so forth. Are you with me tonight? I want to make sure I'm, I'm making sense. Mighty quiet tonight. Talk to me. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram family. Talk to me if this is making some sense. So a lot of times uh, we will see these things happen. And I want to lay a principle for you tonight so that you understand it. I want you to get this in your spirit, get this in your mind. OK, uh, the proper response to abuse in terms of spiritual gifts, the proper response to abuse is not disuse. It's proper use. I'm going to say that again. All right. We do got me. All right. I'm, I'm like, man, I ain't monologuing. I'm not a performer. Amen. I'm a preacher. Amen. So I'm not a performer. I, I'm, this is not a performer. This is not the Apollo. This is not Barclays. So y'all can talk to me. Okay. So I'm going to say this principle again. The proper response to abuse as it pertains to spiritual things in the body of Christ, in the church, the proper response to abuse is not disuse. It's proper use. So a lot of times what ends up happening when we see someone uh, operate in something incorrectly or someone gives a word and the word is off or someone does something and it doesn't make sense or something happens in the service and it's not clarified. People just sometimes reject it like, no, I don't want that. Don't give me, you know. Uh, so the proper response to spiritual abuse is not misuse. It's proper use. How do we then properly have proper use? How do we develop proper use? We do that by understanding the word. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, so the word, because I grew up in a, in a, in a, in a spirit-filled background. And what I mean by that is, is the power of God moved. We were used to seeing people slain in spirit. We were used to people getting healed. We were used to deliverance. I actually seen people get healed of cancer in service. I've seen people cast out demons in services. I've had services where I cast out demons. I've seen all kinds of things. I've seen things in America. I've seen things outside of the United States of America. I, I did my first missions trip uh, years ago uh, and pl helped planning churches in DeSanto, in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, and my first night, uh, good old days, yeah, <laughs> my first night, one of our first nights of ministering, you know, my, my late friend, Pastor Joe Parrish and I, we laid hands on probably five, six, seven hundred people in one night. So I have, I have seen the gifts of the Spirit operate. I've seen people get healed. I've seen people get delivered. I've seen people get set free. I have seen God uh, heal people from addictions. Uh, we have had people come in our ministry on drug addiction and get completely set free. I have seen God do these things. I have seen God uh, pick people and heal them. Uh, I have seen people that came in our ministry that were on stage three and four of breast cancer and God completely healed them and they're alive today. I have seen it. My grandmother, who recently went home to be with the Lord, uh, had a massive stroke um, almost 30 years ago. Massive stroke and aneurysm paralyzed on her left side. Uh, she was looking like a vegetable. The doctor said she'd never walk again. She'd never talk again. She'd never do any of that again. And God miraculously healed her and she lived 28 more years. She outlived all of the people who said she would not live. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Even Hezekiah only got 15 years when he turned his face to the Lord. She got 28 more years of life uh, after having uh, several aneurysms, several strokes, 
paralyzed on her left side uh, and all of those things. And God miraculously healed her and she lived 28 more years. So I have seen the power of God move. I have seen the power of God heal. I have seen God deliver people. I've seen God do some amazing things. I've, I know the power of God at work. Holla, now I'm getting excited. Y'all trying to make me holler tonight. I know the power of God at work. I know what God can do. I've seen him heal. I've seen him do some things. So I never doubt the power of God. And don't you ever doubt the power of God. No matter how rough something may look, no matter how tough something may look, no matter how impossible something might seem. Never doubt the power of God. One word from God can change your life forever. One word from God can heal your life. One word from God can shift you from your now to your next. One word from God. Hallelujah. Glory. One word from God will bring you from poverty into plenty. One word from God will take you from a mess to a miracle. There's power in the word of the Lord. So I know what God can do. But on the same token. I have also seen uh, abuses in, in the church. I have also seen things happen. Mother Wins, you've been to some of our services. Mother Wins, our church mother's on tonight. Mother Wins, you've been to some of our services where you remember uh, the power of God would move and people would be touched and transformed. Uh, hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, I'll never forget, I was ministering in the Bronx over at Bishop Higgins, one of our bishops that we're connected with, and Bishop Higgins uh, had asked me to come and minister for their convocation. I'll just tell you this quick story, and then I'll jump back into my teaching. Uh, and he asked me to minister. I did not know, Sister Tate, I love you, good to see you. I did not know, and I think Chelsea's on, I did not know that um, I was going to just go and stand and, and what God was going to do. I just was told by the Spirit of God to go, and so I went to go preach. And Sister Bridget, I went to go preach that night, and when I went to go preach that night, there was a young man who came to the service that night, and he was an atheist, and they told him, you need to get to the night tonight to come and hear the word, because the preacher that's going to preach the word is a prophet. Now, some folk call me that. I don't call myself that. Uh, I believe that I can flow prophetically, but they told him, you know, come, there's a prophet going to be there tonight. Bishop is going to be there tonight. So I came to preach. So let me tell you a story. So he said he was an atheist. He did not believe. OK, he didn't believe in God. And he said he said to them, if God is real, that man is going whoever's going to preach tonight <laughs> is going to uh, call me out and minister to me or something like that. I, I didn't know it. They didn't tell me. I wish Ivor was on here tonight. I didn't know it. They didn't tell me. And and uh, I went to go preach. I went to go preach. And before I could even get up to preach, the power of God was very strong. The power of God was very strong. And while I was preaching, the spirit of God began to move. Healing began to flow. And after I couldn't even get through the message, uh, just before I could get to the end of the message, uh, the, the spirit of God was so high in the service. I couldn't even get to the rest of the message. And, and people were just coming to the altar, falling on their faces, repenting. People were getting saved. People were getting filled with the spirit, all of that. And I couldn't even get to the whole of the message. And you won't believe it. I didn't even know it. The spirit of God let me out of the pulpit, and I'm known sometimes for this happening, but this was one of those moments where it was unbeknownst to me. They didn't tell me this brother was there or any of that. Uh, Spirit of God let me out of the pulpit, 
in the middle of the sanctuary. Now, this church was packed this night, Sister Bridget. I mean, running over packed. This is pre-COVID, so you didn't have to, you know, space out and distance and all that. Packed, people lined on the walls, people outside on the sides, you name it. And while I was there, the Spirit of God led me to the back of the church. And I don't even remember what I said. All I know is that God gave me a word for this young man in the back of the church. And I went to the back of the church. There goes Deacon Ivor. He can attest to this. I went to the back of the church. Hey, son, be my witness for a second before you. I went to the back of the church at Bishop Higgins Church. I went to the back of the church and I went to go to this man. God sent me to this young man and I said a few things to him. The Spirit of God gave me word of knowledge for him, ministered to him. The power of God knocked this man to the floor. Okay. I did not know what happened. And all I remember is that when the power of God knocked this man out, everybody in the church went crazy. And I didn't know why they went crazy uh, uh, because the man had said that morning that he was going to come to church that night. He was an atheist and he didn't believe in God. And if the preacher really was a real preacher and really had the anointing of God, he would come and talk to him that night. And when I went up to the man, the power of God hit the man. The man got saved. He's saved now. Thank God he's saved now. And all that, it was a running joke because when I came the following day, he told him, tell him I'm saved now. Tell him don't pray for me no more. You know, so <laughs> but the point I'm making is, uh, is that God is real. Amen. God is real. I have tons of stories like that, uh, but God is real. And, and, and I believe that his power is real. His presence is real. His anointing is real. And people are looking for the authentic power of God. That's why some of you have been drawn to our ministry. Uh, uh, and it's not so much so just because of a personality, but it's because of the presence of God, the power of God, the power of the spirit of God. And, and so we want to understand that. Some of you are laughing. You know, we want to understand that. And that man is still saved today. Uh, power of God touched him. We had we had a young man one time, brother, uh, in our church. Uh, we, our church is, many of you who have been to the city, our church is not far from a Home Depot. Home Depot is right up the street. However, you remember that. Home Depot is right up the street. And one Sunday I was preaching. And uh, while I was preaching uh, several times, Ivo, you remember it, I was preaching and a young man was standing outside listening the entire time I was preaching. And I was preaching on, uh, I was preaching on Joseph and I walk outside, the man knocks on the front door and says, I didn't want to interrupt the word, but while you're preaching, you're preaching about me. My name is Joseph. I've seen that happen, okay? I'm not telling you stuff I made up. I've seen it happen with my own eyes. Uh, one Sunday was ministering, and while I was ministering, preaching, uh, I, I'm just encouraging somebody, encouraging your faith. One Sunday was ministering, and while I was ministering, uh, a, a man had went to Home Depot, and he went to Home Depot, and while he was at Home Depot, uh, he went to Home Depot, and he, he heard the word. And, and I don't know how he heard the word. I guess I, we were really loud that Sunday all the way in the Home Depot parking lot. And he said, if I hear this sound again next week, I'm going to go inside that church. Well, he came the next Sunday and heard uh, the word outside the Home Depot parking lot again, came right from the parking lot inside the church and got saved. What am I saying? This is not about a person. What I'm saying is the power of God is real. And you don't have to manufacture it. You don't have to try to make somebody believe. You don't have to try to coerce someone to believe. God is 
real. And he will authenticate his word with signs and wonders following. You don't have to prove him to anybody. All you've got to do is live the life. That's all you got to do is live the life. That's all you got to do is live the life and allow God to be God and allow him to transform hearts, to transform minds. And he will speak because it is the power of the Holy Ghost that transforms hearts. It's the power of the Holy Ghost that transforms minds. And I have seen, I have tons and tons and tons of other stories. Uh, and this is just bringing back memories now. Uh, but, 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 uh, and that, that brother that, that got saved from the Home Depot parking lot is still a part of our ministry to this day. Amen. So first Corinthians chapter uh, 12, verse number eight. I want to give you these three principles before I let you go. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse number eight. We understand several things. There are three sets of three. So these are nine gifts. That's right. Let your light shine. That's right. These are nine gifts. Amen. He transformed my heart. I'm so grateful. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. These are nine gifts. So the speaking ministry of the vocal gifts, prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. I'll deal a little bit more about that uh, in the days and weeks ahead. First Corinthians 14, how that works, interpretation of tongues. Uh, I have seen that happen. I flowed in that gift. I can share about that. But when it comes to the speaking ministry of the vocal gifts, we are able through the spirit of God to say things that natural men cannot say. We can speak like God. That's through the speaking ministry of the vocal gifts. Now, I want to move into something. Are you still there? I'm not sure. I know you're testing. You're in class. Through the knowing ministry of the revelation gifts. The knowing ministry of the revelation gifts. Now, when I say revelation gifts, uh, uh, Christ is the ultimate revelation of God. We receive by the Spirit of God illumination when the eyes of our heart are open. That's what Paul mentions in Ephesians chapter 1 when he says, uh, I pray that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened. Matter of fact, that's Ephesians chapter 1. I'm almost at my time, so I'm trying to trying to stay on my time. Ephesians chapter 1, because if not, Lady Darl, make sure I stay on my time. <laughs> Amen. Because <laughs> I can go all night. Ephesians chapter 1, and let me see here. Mm, you'll find it, Ephesians, for my note takers, you'll find it in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verse number... Uh, 17. There we go. Verse number 18. I pray that your your hearts will be flooded with light, that the eyes of your understanding will be open, uh, that you can understand the confident hope that he has given to those he has called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. That's Ephesians chapter one, verse number 18. OK, uh, now we receive illumination by the spirit. How does this illumination work? The speaking gifts uh, are the vocal gifts. The knowing ministry of the spirit are the revelatory gifts. This deals with the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. I want to park here for just a minute. Give me give me a few more minutes. I'm coming, I'm coming to a close. I'm coming to a close. I'm coming to a close. Okay. Now, how does this work? How does this work? Okay. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, word of wisdom, when the Spirit of God will give wisdom to a circumstance, to a situation, to an event that does not come simply from uh, what someone else can give you. There's a difference between good advice and wisdom. Uh, good advice is not wisdom. 
Um, wisdom comes from God. Okay. Wisdom comes from the spirit of God. All right. Word of knowledge. These are words that God gives past, present, or future. A lot of times we confuse that with prophecy. Uh, if it, it's not, it is not context-specific, it speaks to something going on past, present, or future. And then discerning a spirit. This is a big one because, as I've taught you before, discernment is the mark of maturity. Discernment is the mark of the mature. Discerning of spirits. Knowing when you get in an atmosphere, an environment, if it is of God, okay, because there are demonic environments. All right. I know we don't like to hear that, but it is true. There are environments and rooms that are that do not have the spirit of God. And you have to know the difference between a moment that has the spirit of God, a place that has the spirit of God and a place that does not have the spirit of God that takes discernment. So through the knowing gifts, we can know things that the natural man cannot know. We then can think like God. So we have the speaking ministry of the vocal gifts, the knowing ministry of revelation gifts, and then the doing ministry of the power gifts. I'm going to touch this some more next week. Let me close. The doing ministry of the power gifts. All right. The doing ministry of the power gifts. And I want you to understand this so that we can all grow in God together. Amen. The doing gifts, the doing ministry of the power gifts. All right. Uh, and that is faith, working of miracles and the gifts of healing. Faith, working of miracles and the gifts of healing. So we see nine gifts that are mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 8 through 10. Right. Uh, speaking gifts, knowing gifts, doing gifts. These ultimately are gifts that come from the gift himself, the spirit of God. A lot of times we look at the presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, -E -E the presence, right? Like it's Christmas time, like it's, uh, you know, uh, holiday time instead of the giver of the gifts. So what we have to do is not so much look at the gifts themselves, but look at the spirit of God as the gift for when you get him, he brings his gifts. I want to stop here tonight. I believe that the Spirit of God is calling all of us into a, a greater dimension and a greater walk with him. I believe the Spirit of God is calling you and I and all of us into greater intimacy with him. And this comes by spiritual sensitivity. This comes by us being open to the Spirit of of the Lord. Father, I thank you for what you have said tonight. I thank you for how you have opened our eyes. I thank you that for how you continue to move. I pray that you would bless uh, those who are assembled here tonight. I pray that you will allow these lips of clay to bring edification, exhortation, and comfort to every area and facet of our lives. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the thanks in Jesus' name. Thank God and amen. Listen, the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you and be with you. Uh, I'm so glad you were on tonight. If you would, if you would be so kindly uh, for our Bible class, we just uh, ask for a free will offering. If uh, we ask for all those who can uh, to, if you are able to sow a seed tonight, those of you who are new just to our Tuesdays, you'd like to be a blessing. You can do so. You can do so for what we have received tonight. That's right. Uh, that's right. You don't. You do have that gift to help and bless others. You can do so by giving cash app dollar sign global fire now zell global fire now at gmail.com. Uh, you can also text the word global to five one four zero zero. 
All of these are invaluable ways to plant a seed in the kingdom of God. Listen, we'll see you again this coming Sunday. Thank you so much for your kind words. Uh, Pastor Dar, Lady Dar and I are going to uh, have a virtual birthday shower, so you'll be able to watch and stream it uh, when we do it uh, on April 30th as well. All right, I want you to be encouraged. Uh, we will see you again on Sunday, uh, and I want you to get this word back in your spirit. Uh, stay connected, and as always, be encouraged and know that God is with you. Amen. God bless you. In Jesus' name, I expect greater. Go in peace. Amen. Amen.